0: It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast
1: with Scott
0: and Kat. Okay, let's just dive right into this thing, shall we?
1: Let's do it. We're going to do a quick podcast today because I understand that you guys are busy and it's hump day and you do what you want with that information. Mm -hmm. We'll just throw out a whole bunch of different things here and see what happens. That's a good plan for the podcast, I think, right?
0: Sure. Yeah, I like it. There's a couple of things I want to talk about, a couple of things you want to talk about. Uh, Why don't you go first? Because you teased uh, one of these things a couple of times and we didn't get the chance to talk about it yet.
1: Okay. Before I talk about the screwing in other people's homes, (laughs) (laughs) which is going to be fantastic, Uh, Cardi B and Offset are divorcing. Cardi B's taking her WAP and leaving.
0: She's packing up her. (laughs) She's packing up. She's packing up
1: that wet ass pussy (laughs) and leaving. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, she's. Uh, you know what? It's not. It, it's not surprising. I'm not sure if it was surprising to offset, but it isn't surprising when you look at it from an outsider. Uh, in so she did make she did file a paperwork, and apparently the f- paperwork was not actually correct, which is interesting. TMZ reports that she's making some changes to it because it includes her uh, getting most of the custody of their child and also asking for spousal support, which is kind of messed up because I think at this point she's worth much more than him. So anyway. Um, it, It just happened Uh, as of right now, and I'll double check this in case she said anything this morning, but she hasn't made any public announcement about it. We just know that the papers were filed yesterday and we know that uh, a hearing is set for November 4th. And she apparently does want to make it amicable as possible, which is why she's changing those papers to make it clear that she doesn't think he's a bad father, anything like that. She wants to make sure that he has access to his child, of course, as much as as possible or evenly as possible. Uh, But I mean, come on. Uh, to me, it's, uh, and I, no, n- not everyone's going to agree with me. I know that. I know it. But once a relationship has a big hurdle, like someone cheating on the other person, to me, I don't think you can get past it. It's done. Really? And, yep. And in this particular case, she knew. He made it, he, I mean, he, I don't know if he admitted to it before before or just during the whole debacle. You might remember a couple years back. But he cheated on her. And it was made very clear that he cheated on her. We knew that. And it was pretty open uh, and out there for everyone to know. So everyone's eyes were kind of on this couple. Like, can they make it through? Can they get past it? And no, they couldn't. Um, hmm. So three years after the fact, it's done. You have that in the back of your mind a lot, right? When you can't trust somebody, I think you're constantly wondering what who they're talking to, what they're doing. Did well, that ha- play a factor in filing? I don't know. Uh, a lot. Go ahead, sir. No, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I do think that those actions probably stuck in the back of her mind, perhaps.
1: A lot of people have made a decision to stay with someone who in the past has been unfaithful. When you do that, though, you have to figure out a way in your head to let it go. Because if you can't find a way to let it go... To your point, it'll just eat Mm -hmm. away at you. You'll always be suspicious and nobody's going to be happy. Mm -hmm. But kudos to the people who can let it go. And some people have done it and had very successful relationships that went on to become uh, great things that were long lasting. It's just not everybody can do that.
0: It's not for everyone. And if you know ahead of time, I would say... You you know that you think that you'll constantly be thinking about this? Don't don't bother. Don't bother going through with it. But I don't know, easier said than done if you're not in that scenario, but I don't know, for me I could never get over something like that. It'd be done. That'd
1: be it. So she's taken the WAP with her. What about the bucket and the mop? Oh. What about the macaroni and the pot? Who I, gets
0: that? I think <laughs> it's a full set. I think it is a full set that uh, that comes with Cardi B, that comes with Cardi B that she's taken out of there.
1: <laughs> okay, well, hey, good luck to her um you've probably spent the night at someone else's house sure friends you go over you have a few drinks and uh uh well you gotta sleep right let's say you and your husband are over at a friend of yours's house you're not gonna drive you're doing the right thing you're gonna spend the night they say okay yeah yeah no problem we got a guest room you guys just stay in there do you do it in somebody else's house
0: yeah i've done it before sure what? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: I'd feel weird banging in somebody else's house.
0: Right. It depends. On, it depends. It depends on the scenario, the, the, the people, the place, the timing. It depends on a lot. There's a lot of factors at play, Scott.
1: Were you worried that they would hear you?
0: No, there's... You know what? Every scenario is a little bit different, to be honest with you, but we've been together 15 years. So, you know, back when we were younger, too, we didn't
1: get... You don't make noise after 15 we years. don't...
0: <laughs> you find ways... You know the tricks, right? You know the yeah. tricks... You know that you're you're good. You know how to figure it out. And you know, like you said, yeah, absolutely. You're low-key. You can figure out a way to be low-key about it, and none the wiser. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think people... I, I Don't take
1: this the wrong way, but I'm sticking a pillow over your face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. I just don't want it to be awkward at breakfast. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think a lot of people do it. I don't know how many people would fess up to it. I'm willing to do it, but... Um, to fess up to it. But uh, I I think I would understand I understand that discomfort. I've been in that scenario too where I've said no because of, based on certain
1: factors. What if you make a bit of a mess? Isn't that weird? explain that
0: see this is why you gotta th- you gotta have a game plan going into it you can't just go and then you gotta oh, draw
1: it up like a coach coaching a football team like x's and o's yeah see, i'm gonna go here and then you go back there yeah and then go, yeah okay you
0: make sure to uh make sure there's less spillage you go on this angle over
1: here <laughs> we can mop up the floor but we can't wash the sheets
0: yeah yeah, it's, yeah, because you imagine you, like, come down, they all know, they'd all know. If you came downstairs with the sheets with you, I thought I'd help you with the laundry. Like, you know, there's spunk in those <laughs> sheets, for sure.
1: <laughs> Every now and again, a rogue one gets away from a guy. Like, you could make a real mess in someone's house, and then you got to explain it. Sure. Awkward. Survey asked people if it's acceptable to have sex with your partner while you're staying in the guest bedroom at someone else's house. Forty five percent say it is acceptable. Thirty one percent say, no, that's not accessible or uh, acceptable. Twenty three percent aren't sure. Those are the people who do the whole. Well, I don't know. How about just a BJ?
0: (laughs) Right, right, right.
1: Men are way more likely than women to say it's acceptable. Yeah, I mean, I think we all saw that coming. Of course, guys are going to say it's okay. Guys will tell you it's okay to do it uh, just about anywhere.
0: Yeah, they'll take it any way, how, where, no matter what.
1: Just clean up after yourselves, everyone. And don't let the people who own the house find out. That's weird, right? You wake up and, hey, did you guys sleep okay? Yeah. You fucked in my house, didn't you? (laughs)
0: Fuck. can I say it doesn't bother me like if I'm hosting friends and then they stayed over which happens less and less now of course but uh if, if I am and even if I knew that they did I, I don't care you know I I that's fine that's fine I'll clean the sheets regardless I don't care
1: um uh good to see you why are you taking my sheets with you i'm just gonna wash them i'll bring them back tomorrow i
0: know a great guy the laundromat downtown he can get anything out i promise you he'll get it out
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh when you make an online purchase it takes three hours and five minutes from start to finish legit or no
0: whoa whoa yeah that's actually you know what And here's Scott out on this because at first I would go, no, Scott, you make up your mind real, you know, you make up your mind on something you want. You just, you find it online, you click, but there is so much more to it.
1: It's an article in the sun today. They broke down how long it takes you to make a a significant purchase online. They said significant would be like a, uh, something tangible, like a new printer or a new television or something like that. Start to finish three hours and five minutes. There are seven stages To online shopping. Number one, deciding whether or not you actually need it. That takes up about 35 minutes of brain power. Searching different sites for the product you actually want takes on average 33 minutes. That's true. I'm such a shopper. I'll start off with maybe the Flip app and I'll see, oh, cool, it's at Best Buy. So then I'll go to the Best Buy app and I'll be going through there and see it there. And then I start thinking to myself, huh. I wonder if Staples has it. Let me check over there and see if it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. and then, oh, I better check Amazon. And then, fuck, maybe I should sign up for Prime. I don't know.
0: It's true. <laughs> oh, my God. My head is spinning.
1: 33 minutes. That sounds low to me. Uh, the third thing we do is read the reviews and recommendations for an average of 29 minutes to read them and think about them. Uh, the average person, by the way, will not buy anything significant online that has less than 3.4 out of five stars.
0: Okay. Yeah, me too. I will stay away from it. I won't even look at it.
1: I don't know, because I read some of those reviews, and some of the reviews that I read online, I feel like the manufacturer made all their employees sit there and fill out great reviews on Best bestbuy.ca and on staples.ca and all those type sites. That frustrates me because some of them are just written a little too professionally where it almost sounds like a sales pitch. I hate that. And then I read some people the reviews that they wrote, and I just instantly write them off. Uh, For example, you can go on the Canadian Tire website. You'll read the reviews on – let's say it's a barbecue. If you get like two or three reviews saying, oh, it was too hard to put together – Well, maybe you're just a fucking idiot who can't put something together and follow basic instructions. For the vast majority of people who purchased it, it wasn't hard because they read the instructions. But anyway, we'll talk about that another day. Uh, Number four, on average, it takes 31 minutes comparing products and narrowing it down to a specific brand. Hmm. Okay, that's important with printers and TVs, the two examples they used. (sighs) Do I buy the Canon or do I buy the HP? Well, the Canon comes with the super ink tank, but the HP cartridges are cheaper and you got to figure all that out with a TV. woo, Samsung, LG, Toshiba. What the fuck do I do? It takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Then you share links and ask for advice from family and friends up for about 14 minutes. I do that all the time. Hey, hey, look at this deal I found. What do you think? Oh, really? You found it cheaper somewhere else? Let me look. Ah, there's another alternative? I'll do that. Six is finally deciding on something and putting it in your cart for an average of 19 minutes start to finish. And then there's the actual purchase, which on average takes about 24 minutes before you finally pull the trigger and buy that online. Three hours, five minutes, start to finish to buy anything substantial online wasn't this yeah. meant to be easier you know i know it would not take me three hours and five minutes if i actually went yeah. to canadian tire to buy it or went to best buy to buy it well How come it takes us so long when we're at home
0: you know it's, yeah but we also do, i don't know like sometimes we squeeze it in in our spare time doing all those things that you mentioned with the lead up right so you know you got to make that bigger purchase so you know you got to buy whatever a desktop a new desktop computer so you could, of course, waltz into Best Buy, but you know, maybe you're uncomfortable shopping right now. Maybe it's too busy in there for you. Maybe you're not comfortable asking questions face to face. I don't know. It could be a number of reasons why. So going online just seems to be the kind of the easier route. Than, and sometimes you go in and they don't have the shit you're looking for, and that's frustrating. I've been there. It's
1: worse now than ever before, by the way. Way
0: worse. Oh, Scott. I'm, I'm, there's Nobody has anything. I, there's a shortage on so many things. And you don't realize until you go to a couple stores because you think, oh, it's a fluke they don't have parchment paper here, even like the smallest things like that. Like, can I find that to save my life? No, I can't. So like I'm noticing all of those. So the bigger items, sure, you want to make sure you can get your hands on it. And online, it's very clear and easy to see. This is how many's in stock. This is what you get. And the lead up to it and all those things you mentioned. It makes sense to me. That's kind of where I'm at. That's usually what I do. Amazon, though, man, it's scary. Being an Amazon member, especially a Prime member, because you feel like because you're a Prime member, you get like some kind of an amazing discount. And sure, of course, there's perks to it. But you feel as though I'm getting a better deal than everyone else. And there's a simple click here button because they have all your information on there where I can just click without adding it to a cart. And I've done it before. And it gets a little bit dangerous. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit dangerous. It kind of freaks me out a little bit. But I do my research. I do all those things you mentioned. That's me, for sure.
1: Me too. By the way, Prime is dangerous. It's just too easy. It arrives too quick. It's almost addictive. Mm -hmm. Big problem. Um, You admitted this morning on our FM radio show that you once got a little drunk at Red Lobster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are you proud of that? Is that like a badge of honor or is that like a, uh, don't tell so many people. It was a bad time in my life.
0: I don't, I, you know what? I don't know. I'm not necessarily proud of it, but I'm not afraid to say that it happened before. I I used to go there with a, a couple and we got the same, we ordered the same things all the time, every time we went there together. And usually what happened was we would just get me and the and the girl, my friend, Sarah, we would get loaded at the bar of red lobster, the bar which usually just has two seats. I mean, you've probably seen the bars at Red Lobsters. They're not really like, it's not really a bar type of place, but that's what we would do before we ate is we would sit at the bar. So yeah, I've been loaded there lots of times.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. You know, Red Lobster is funny because there are some people, and I'm not judging at all. There are some people that feel like Red Lobster is the seafood spot. If you want yourself a nice lobster dinner, Or if you want yourself a a shrimp feast, you go to Red Lobster. There's other people, and I would probably put myself in this group, that feel Red Lobster is more like the McDonald's of seafood restaurants. It's not really uh, as high-end as some people perceive it to be.
0: No, you're absolutely right.
1: If you've ever gone to, um, I don't know, a a nice, fancy, high-end restaurant with a real chef and so on and so forth and had a a really well-cooked lobster or sea bass or something like that, it kind of puts Red Lobster a little bit more in perspective. But Red Lobster's cheap, and when you can get all-you-can-eat shrimp, people love it. They've added something new to their menu. They have now got the Dew garita What is it's, that now? It's a bright green margarita that's made with Mountain Dew. They say Red Lobster is thrilled. To work with PepsiCo, not only because it has a great portfolio of brands, but specifically because of the food and beverage innovation possibilities, according to the senior vice president and chief supply chain officer for Red Lobster. They say the Dew Garita is the first delicious taste of the types of inspired menu items to come. Hmm. They say this beverage will enhance memorable moments from casual gatherings with friends to milestone celebrations. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> you put out a margarita hey. that tastes more like Mountain Dew than booze, people are going to be fucking loaded. You're you going to be carrying people out of there. <laughs>
0: the og margarita drinkers are just like come on i know those those people i know you people that you like your margarita the way that a margarita should be done and you hate all the additives but like that's you know that's what happens and people love mountain dew so it wouldn't surprise me if this is super popular to be honest with you because i know a lot of people who will try to mix mountain dew with liquor right now anyway Ugh. not my thing at all but i could see that being popular
1: Hmm. absolutely I agree, and to your point, I am really like that with my martini. See, I like a very specific martini. Longtime listeners, you already know that, um, and it bugs me a little bit when people say, hey, let's go out and have a martini, and I'm like, all right, yeah, fuck, let's go have a martini, and they order a Cosmo. I mean, technically, it falls into the martini category, but no, it's not a martini, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It bugs me, I, so I totally get what you're saying. Um, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard let their daughters drink non-alcoholic beer. You okay with that? The daughters are 5 and 7 years old. Oh
0: man. Yeah, I don't uh, I, you know, I don't care enough to I don't care enough to say I wouldn't say anything. Let's just put it that way. They seem like fine parents. I I don't know if I would personally do it as a parent just because why would I get my kids why do my kids need to drink anything like that? Like I don't know. My kids just drink water. And milk. Actually, only one of my kids drink milk. The other one refuses to. So,
1: I'm with the other one then.
0: Yeah. Milk is gross. Yeah. I I just, in my, I I don't know. Every parent is different. You do your own thing. I'm not angry enough to be like, this is not okay. I could see where people would think that there's issues with this. Are they getting them too accustomed to the taste of beer? Where when they get a little bit older, even as like preteens, they're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to crack open a beer when no one's looking. Because I know that taste and I'm good with it. Even though it doesn't taste the exact same. But still very close. I've had near beers before and some of them are very, very close. So yeah, I understand that the people being a little bit fearful, but you hope that they're careful and I, I don't know as a kid i remember sipping on beers when i used to bring them to my parents because that was you know something that we would do <laughs> is fetch them beers from the fridge and i remember like taking sips of it and being like dah, and thinking it was awful so i'm actually surprised they even have children that enjoy the taste of beer but i don't know me personally nothing for my young ones uh, maybe when they're older i'll let them have things here and there but they only know water and milk and i want to keep it that way as long as possible
1: The mom and dad shaming is pretty real on this one. People are shitting all over Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard because this was noticed that the girls were drinking an O'Doul's on one of their Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. And here's how they justify it. Uh, Kristen Bell, doing an appearance on a podcast yesterday, said they have 15-minute breaks when they're allowed to jump around and grab a snack and wiggle it out. I walk in to check on them at 9.30, and both of them were drinking an Odules on their Zooms. They were both just sipping it, O'Doulies. People probably think we're crazy, but just so you know, I don't care. I'm a great parent, and I'm learning every day. They drink it because Dax has been sober for 16 years. They feel it brings them closer to him. If they're drinking the same drink that daddy drinks, we've had a conversation with them about sobriety. They get it. They also understand why their father cannot drink. I wonder if that changed anybody's mind who, as soon as we started this story, thought, oh, my God, that's terrible. Right. I wonder if anybody's mind changed or maybe that didn't move the needle for you. And if it didn't, that's totally okay. I mean, they're the parents. They can make the decision. Technically, they're not doing anything wrong. I mean, it's near beer. It's not real beer. It's uh, just a choice that they made. And I guess it's something that just sort of. Works for their family. Uh, quickly, before we wrap this up, because we did promise you a quick one today, it looks like they're going to start doing COVID testing in many more places in Ontario, including Shoppers. The government of Ontario is in negotiations with several pharmacy chains so that you could go in and, in the same way that you could get a flu shot, you could also get that swab up your nose and get COVID tested while you're there.
0: Do you think if you work at Shoppers, you hear that and go, oh, fuck?
1: <laughs> well, You know, what's funny is uh, pharmacists are extremely knowledgeable. People. In a lot of cases, doctors go to pharmacists to ask for their recommendations on things because they studied for a long time too. They just put their focus on uh, treatments and drugs and things like that, and they're very well versed in certain things. And for years, pharmacists have been asking for the ability to do more. So we kind of threw them a bone a couple of years back when they allowed pharmacists to administer. Flu shots, because that wasn't even a thing 10 years ago that you could go into a a pharmacy and get a flu shot. You always had to go to your doctor. Mm -hmm. Now they would add something else to the plate. You know, I mean, I think that if the the pharmacists are prepared for people to come in, i.e., they've got somebody willing to do the testing who's in full PPE the same way the people at the testing centers are, it's probably not that dangerous. What I worry about is attracting a whole bunch of people who may have covid into the pharmacies instead of to a doctor's office or to a, a drive through testing center. I don't know if this is a good thing or if we're just sort of tempting fate on this. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the other. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. No, I was going to say, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with having more access to it.
1: For sure. Right. Well, they say that uh, we're pumping out about 250 new cases a day right now on average across Ontario. Now, that's based on anywhere between 27,000 and 30,000 tests. So, if you're doing 27,000 tests and only 250 people are positive, the odds of you running into someone who's positive at your local shopper's drug mart are probably fairly slim. Mm-hmm. But let's keep in mind the numbers are different in different parts of the province. It would probably statistically be higher in places like Brampton, Toronto and Ottawa, where they are getting many more cases. In fact, the Premier says he's going to have some new guidelines for those three cities that he's going to roll out later this week. Good. That's probably a good compromise. It doesn't sound like he's going to put them back to stage two or anything like that, but new guidelines, yeah. Yeah. I could see him uh, reducing the size of the gathering limits. That, yeah. Maybe closing some restaurants a little earlier uh-huh. or imposing an earlier last call. That uh-huh. sort of thing.
0: Yeah, same thing that they did in BC. I think it's exactly what should be done. Like Not a full-fledged, let's go back to phase two, but let's cut back. I mean, if we know, if they know that younger people are, sp- are are spreading it and possibly those younger people are the ones that are going out, which they are, are the ones that are going out more late at night and drinking and kind of, you know what happens when you start drinking? You kind of forget about things. You, get, you become a close talker when maybe when you were sober you wouldn't be and then just cut them back. Yeah, cut it back. And you know what? Businesses are going to not be happy. They will not be happy because they will lose out a little bit. You cannot but afford it. What would you rather? Completely shut down or put these lo- put these rules in place? Let's just well, put that, these rules in place.
1: That's like when we started reopening again back in May and they allowed you to do uh, curbside pickups, uh, deliveries, that sort of thing. Restaurants couldn't have people in them, but they could still operate. That was basically throwing them a bone to try and keep them afloat. And because there was a lot of demand at that point because people had been cooking at home for a month and a half and they were ready to start going to restaurants again. Uh, Maybe they even do something like that. I'm really curious to see how he manages it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Finally, one in four Canadians, according to a new poll from Leger and the Association for Canadian Studies, believe that public health and government officials are exaggerating the threat of COVID. They're skeptical Mm -hmm. about the warnings about physical distancing, wearing masks and things like that. Not really a surprise. The West is a little more likely to be skeptical, followed by Atlantic Canada and Quebec. Ontario was right at the bottom of the list, meaning Ontarians were the least likely to be skeptical of the advice we're being given by public health and government officials. Can I tell you, based on what I'm seeing online, 25% seems low. I think there's more than 25% that are skeptical. And the, the extension of this is... Of those 25% who are skeptical, 57% of them admit they have eased their own adherence to one or more of the safety measures from public health. Physical distancing was the number one thing that those people are more likely to avoid doing. They're not physically distancing. They're more likely to not wear a mask outside the home. And not gathering in large groups was the third most popular thing that they've stopped doing. Wow. They stopped doing it in the last month. That's right when the numbers started to spike, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: And you know what? I'll fully admit, I, I I was a little more relaxed in the last month than I've definitely been. I dined out you know, once I've dined out for the first time on a patio, I ended up dining indoors. I saw people maybe it was too close with them. Maybe I should have been a little more careful. So you can see how things like that would will will slip.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's easy to get complacent. And especially when you're frustrated and people are frustrated because they want to get going. I mean, hey, it's wintertime. My kids are supposed to be playing double A hockey right now. Let's Go open up the ranks and because there's just no COVID here. And, and there's people who want to get back to going to clubs again. And there's people who want to go to the gym without having to make an appointment. I get it. I totally, totally get it. But just this morning, I heard from a friend of mine who is a teacher in the Toronto Catholic District School Board. Just found out he's COVID positive. He didn't get it at school. But he has been in the school for the last three weeks getting his yeah, classroom so ready. That's
0: not good. I you know
1: stories like that. I hope it hits home, everybody, that just because you're pissed off doesn't mean you can take your foot off the gas. Listen, uh, we should. Yes. Part of the problem that people are skeptical is because the advice has changed. And that's why to this day, I still say Dr. Teresa Tam should have been fired. It was never a bad idea to wear masks. Yeah. It was never a bad idea to close the border and because of conflicting advice like that now people are pissed off they are believing stuff on the internet as opposed to our number one chief public health official we can't have that in the middle of a pandemic yeah uh,
0: you know and and now I'm, I'm glad to see that the mask bylaw here in in the region where we're working in um, is extended until may but what amazes me scott is there's still people going what oh no how why What don't you get? And I talked about it in the last podcast a little bit, too. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. So the masks have to stay in place. And even if we are doing it, even if we do get down to single digits, it still doesn't mean masks off. Everyone good because you're going to get another fucking boom until we can get this going. And some people think maybe it'll neutralize. Right. Maybe the virus will go away. We don't know what the cold weather will bring technically, even though they assume nothing, nothing well, will it
1: started happen. in cold weather. So I assume it won't do yeah, much.
0: Like, I don't think it's going <laughs> to die down. Like some people have that thought in their head. Sure. Fine. But put these things in place for the time being and let people know this is the way life is going to be for a little bit. Suck it up. Get over it.
1: Suck it up and get over it. Well, but and what else, that, you know, then don't, yeah, then, no.
0: you know, then don't take part in anything that's available to you. You well, want to not wear thing, your mask, right? then stay inside all the time. Go ahead. Well, do that you. goes back.
1: Back months, I mean, we've said it all along. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. It just means you can't go into uh, Canadian Tire or into Best Buy or all these other places that require that you wear a mask. Yeah, like there you go. Happy National Guacamole Day, everybody. I know some people absolutely love guacamole. I think it is absolutely vile.
0: I will eat all your guacamole for you. Avocado is my favorite superfood ever, ever.
1: And I love guacamole. I am promising it to you. All yours. Have a great day, everybody. We'll be back at you tomorrow with another brand new After 9. In the meantime, hit that subscribe button and we will catch you tomorrow.